I think the most important thing in terms of maximizing brand value or managing a brand is first to completely understand the essence of the brand. And then after you determine exactly what those are, adhere to them. Really, in a very committed way, make sure that every time that brand name is used on a product or on whatever it is that basically the brand is being applied to, that those attributes exist in that product. That's very, very important. That's Bob Eisner speaking. The former CEO of Disney, who you might say knows a thing or two about the importance of reputation and staying true to your brand. Brand recognition is hugely important in developing trust and allegiance to products, teams, and organizations. Brand logos can offer visual markers that trigger emotional responses buried deep in our subconscious. Advertising agencies understand this and literally capitalize on our inherent desire to identify with merchandise, services, or even other like-minded individuals who sport the same brand. Don't believe me? Try this. Close your eyes, unless you're driving, that is, and picture what first comes to your mind when I say the word McDonald's. Well, if you're anything like me, you see the golden arches. How about Nike? See that iconic swoosh? Yep, me too. Now try Target. There it is, the red bullseye. The name is literally the logo. This mental imagery can greatly influence your decisions and emotions and is the reason savvy organizations from sports teams to corporations put so much emphasis on getting the right look for their logo. For unions, curating brand recognition in the form of t-shirts, hats, and stickers can pay off in many ways, including member pride, solidarity, and allegiance. This is especially important for unions because our ability to identify and gather strength from our fellow brother and sister carpenters is crucial for our ability to grow and prosper. Hi, I'm Joe Cadwell, President of the Northwest Carpenters Union, and this is Grit Northwest. On today's show, I'll be talking with Greg Musiker from the Frank Doolittle Company based in Bellevue, Washington. Frank Doolittle has been in the business of providing union and U.S.-made products with custom designs to organizations across America and Canada for over 30 years. In this episode, you'll hear what goes into the design and manufacturing of brand-worthy logos and how the union employees of this Northwest business go above and beyond to meet their customers' expectations. I started off our conversation by asking Greg exactly what the Frank Doolittle Company does. We supply union merchandise uh, made in the country, uh, preferably union made, from the design process you know, all the way through to you know, delivering it to you. Okay, and as I understand, Frank Doolittle Company is a member of the local 1094, which is part of the IUPAT. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with the IUPAT, who is that again? That's the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades. We're obviously not painters. Uh, We're one of the allied trades. 1094 is a large local Oregon and Washington that has you know, truck painters, sign painters, a lot of other kind of miscellaneous trades, including graphic artists, um, which is primarily why we're, we're there. Uh, but all of our employees are members of Local 1094, from the bookkeeper uh, to myself, to the graphic artists, uh, anybody that's working there is a member of 1094. When people think about buying union, I've often heard of the union bug. What can you tell me and the listeners about the union bug? The overall uh, word union bug just means a union logo. And it's come to mean the union logo that is used 
to show that a product or a decoration is union made, that it's been done by union workers. Uh, most unions have their own specific design that's used as a union bug, um, made so that the wording on it can clearly show the, the purchaser that this item is union made. You'll see it on the tags of shirts and bags and things like that. Um, you also see it on a, on a screen print, whether that's on a, a letterhead or, or a t-shirt, you'll see it printed uh, on that particular design. Our artists actually have a really fun time trying to include the, the bug into the artwork sometimes. Sometimes it, it's kind of like a where's the Waldo thing. You try to find where it is because it can sometimes break up a design so that it, it, it doesn't look good. So you try to put it in there in, the, in, in a color that works um, so that it becomes part of the design. Uh, it can be kind of fun, especially on stickers. Yeah, adding those Easter eggs, I imagine that's a pretty good challenge yeah. for your for your artist, your uh, graphic designers. And these folks, uh, how did they get their job? How big is your graphic design team? Uh, we have two artists that are on staff, and that's what they do all day is just design things. Um, they also are creating new designs so that we can have some ideas for people on the website and all our marketing materials and all that kind of stuff. So that's what they do all day. They've been doing it for years. Uh, the new guy uh, has been there. I, I can't remember how long it's been, but it's at least you know 12 or 13 years. And uh, the, the, the other one is the only one in the shop that uh, has seniority over me. He's been there 20 years. Gotcha. And just a quick look online in prepping for our interview. I noticed that, you know, Frank Doolittle Company has apparel, uh, in shirts, sweatshirts, bandanas, uh, non-apparel uh, things from auto accessories, bags, awards, uh, drinkware. Uh, I noticed you have something for golf. I recently took up golf about two years ago, and I, I saw you had embossed golf balls there and, and tees and things like that. So you really get uh, get involved with uh, with branding locals or union uh, merchandise, and, and that's fantastic because it really is important to uh, to have a brand that someone can feel proud of and identify with, and uh, I, I think that's a that's a fantastic uh, way to build a solidarity within the ranks. Absolutely, uh, and I I see finding those union products and USA made products if we can't find a union one because there there are some things you can't find a union made product in the country any, anymore unfortunately. Um, so the minimum we'll do is something that's made in the in the country. We don't touch imports at all. But I, I find uh, you know, a big part of my job is actually finding those products for people. There are times when, when people call up and they'll see something that they saw um, at the store that's obviously an import, and they'll want to know, is that something I can get union-made or, or USA-made? And we have search tools that, that, that search all the different USA manufacturers. We have great relationships with some of the large garment producers. Um, most cases where they're number one, if not their number one customer, certainly one of their bigger customers. And, and uh, so they're, they're constantly asking us, what are people looking for out there right now? Uh, so I, I find that as a very uh, enjoy, enjoyable part of my job is finding those products for people when they call in and ask for them. So that's one source, uh, one, 
way that people can use us as a, as a company. Uh, maybe they're using a, an in-town printer that's been doing a good job for them, and I totally understand that. But if that person may not specialize in USA-made goods, they're, they're printing things for all sorts of companies and organizations. And so they can't find a particular thing for them. Well, you call me up. Um, I'm going to be able to, if it's out there, I'll be able to find it for you. Um, unfortunately, there's some things that are tough to find. Uh, I've been looking for a good stainless steel insulated coffee mug for 19 years, and uh, there's really not one out there. There's one that has a neoprene cover, but not the stainless steel that you see at Starbucks. And, you know, the, the, the quality is apparent when you buy U.S.-made, union-made goods. If you're looking for, you know, cheap, poorly designed gear that may not last for its intended use, then, um, yeah, there's plenty of people that are bringing that type of product in from overseas. But it's especially empowering to know that when unions support other union businesses, we get good value for our money. Absolutely. And that's a, a, a big part of, of what we do is we stand behind everything that we sell. And that's one way we can guarantee that we're putting good quality product out there is, is that it's being made in this country. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot more regulations on what's safe here than if you're making something uh, offshore. Um, and we can just be sure that the, the, the product that we're putting out there is a good quality product. Well, since you, since you talked about safety there real quick, I know one of the things after having been in the field for a number of years, I've heard people talk about hard hat stickers. And I know Frank Doolittle Company makes hard hat stickers. And there's been a lot of, of talk about, you know, oh, geez, the stickers, you can't have those on your hard hat. Yet we see everybody with hard hat stickers on. I did some, uh, again, some research prior to our conversation. And I noticed that OSHA doesn't uh, necessarily... Uh, say no to the stickers. They off, they actually put it back on the manufacturers, and the manufacturers are a little bit vague on the concept as well, saying that uh, you don't want to have stickers too close to the edge of your hard hat or covering over things that uh, could uh, determine you know whether the hard hat's been damaged or not, or just too many stickers in number. But one of the things uh, that that I've also been aware of is are the adhesives of these stickers and. So with uh, a Frank Doolittle product, a Frank Doolittle hard hat sticker, what can you tell us about the adhesive? Well, uh, the standard adhesive, uh, permanent adhesive that, that we use for our stickers has um, been tested, tried and true on hard hats for you know 25 years and haven't had any, any problems with that. Um, we do sometimes sell uh, adhesives that are removable which can, you know, if you are concerned about that, uh, of putting a sticker on your hard hat, you can certainly use a removable adhesive and then you could take it off um, if it's not something that's working out. But certainly is uh, the normal adhesive we use is not going to degrade the, the material of the hard hat or, or in any way uh, cause any problems with that. Going to take a quick break in the action now to hear a word from the Northwest Carpenters communication team who encourage you to subscribe to the monthly Grit Newsletter. This multimedia experience combines written, video, and audio content designed to keep you up to date and informed on what matters most to you and your career. For example, you can now read about the lawsuit currently under review by the National Labor Relations Board 
that aims to abolish members of organized labor unions' ability to display their union pride in the form of hard hat stickers, t-shirts, buttons, and other branded paraphernalia on the job site. This is yet another attack by big business to weaken unions and to jeopardize our ability to provide for ourselves and our families. Look for this article entitled The Stick Up in the April 2021 issue to find out more. To sign up for the newsletter, simply visit nwcarpenters.org or look for the hyperlink in the show notes for this episode. Stay informed and stay union strong. And now back to the show. Greg, how about a little bit of the history of the Frank Doolittle Company? I understand you were located in Bellevue, Washington. Well, um, Frank started the company by himself. Uh, It was a one-man show for a number of years. Uh, He was involved in uh, politics in the Seattle area and had did a lot of work with different union representatives and kind of realized there was in Seattle a, a need for the that kind of service. His uh, father was a member of IBW, uh, the electrical workers, and he you know really saw working with union people as something that he wanted to do. So he started up the company. Uh, as it grew, he hired on uh, people to uh, go out there and be account reps. He realized that the design aspect was a huge part of the business, so he hired artists. And very early on, uh, the union uh, customers of his would come to him and and say, I'd love to do business with you, but I only do business with union companies, which when it was him by himself, wasn't really something that that he could do. But as soon as he started hiring people, so that's when he, he, and he decided to go all in, which uh, he didn't have to do. A lot of my competitors, they'll, the graphic artists will be union members, but the sales reps and the accountants and whatnot are not. He just decided uh, that everybody in his company was going to be a union member, um, and he wanted to have good benefits for them and, and, and all the things that come with union membership. And certainly as an employee, I, I appreciate that. It's been a, a very big thing for, for myself and my family. Uh, and as he grew, he hired more and more people. We're still a very small company. We do, uh, I think, an amazing amount of business for how many people we have. We're, you know, depending on um, the year, it'll be anywhere from 12 to 15 people that are in our company in total. Uh, and we're still doing business 25, 30 years later. That's fantastic. And what's been, I can guess, but I'm going to ask, what has been the hot uh, ticket item in the last year that you, uh, you've been asked to, to design and, and send out? Well, I, I think, I'm not sure if it's the, the highest selling item. In fact, I'm, I'm sure it's not, but my favorite item to do is lapel pins. And it's probably what we're the most known for because they're, they really take a lot of design work. People aren't looking to put the, uh, the UBC logo on a black t-shirt like they often do uh, with t-shirts. They want something that's going to say what they do, where they're from, what they're about. Sometimes it's the funny pin. Uh, and our artists really enjoy working on those. I enjoy uh, selling those. And it usually leads to other things. I mean, if we do a great pin design, uh, chances are I'm going to do a sticker or a t-shirt or something else with it uh, down the line. Um, we don't charge for that artwork. That's something I want to make sure that, that people know. Um, we see it as part of the service that, that we provide. Uh, and we can come up with some 
really great custom designs for for customers and i find pins are are probably the best product for that we certainly do a lot of custom stickers t-shirt designs uh all sorts of things like that i have to agree pins do go a long way i was recently uh, uh, able to attend the general convention for the ubc the united brotherhood of carpenters and joiners of america and uh, which happens every five years. And part of that program, there's a huge pin exchange. Uh, unfortunately, this year or last year, 2020, with COVID, we weren't able to do it in the normal fashion down in Las Vegas. So pins were being shipped all across the U.S. and Canada to, uh, to uh, you know, keep that flow going. But you surprised me, actually, with your uh, answer of pins. I would have sworn that you would have been asked to do a lot more of those cotton face masks for COVID. Oh, uh, for co- during COVID, absolutely. And, and uh, I would say that that you know may have kept our doors open uh during at least the spring last year because it it you know it was starting out as a really great year we were with the ubc and a few other unions having conventions that year people usually jump on that stuff early and and we were off to a great start in 2020 and then march you know end of march middle of march uh, we just fell off a cliff um our manufacturers you know, and it's something I didn't really realize until looking back on it. Uh, our manufacturers that we use, our suppliers of, you know, sweatshirts, T-shirts, bags, things like that. Uh, you know, obviously during a shutdown, they, they can't make that stuff. So it's even if I had customers who wanted to buy, it's going to be difficult for me to sell things that aren't being made. Well, what they did, and it, I thought it was a really kind of, it shows you the the, the genius of American uh, business people is they realize they could stay open if they're making uh, a product that is basically required by the, uh, the, the people during the pandemic. So the one thing they can make and do that is masks. So they made uh, masks in, out of every material uh, imaginable, you know, imaginable. Uh, some of them I thought, you know, they, they, they tried and they weren't all that great. Um, we finally found some that really worked really great. Um, were a fair price and we sold a, a ton of mass in, in 2020, mostly with custom imprints, which is, you know, kind of what we do. So, uh, it was, it was, I had to, I had to learn something new, which when you've been in a company, as long as I've been, I've been with the Dulo company 19 years and, and, and you kind of start to think, you know, all the different products and, and what, what they are. And all of a sudden I'm selling face masks and I, you know, except for um, doing work out in the yard and, and painting and things like that, I'd never worn something like that in my life, didn't know anything about it. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm, uh, I have to become the expert on it because I want to make sure that, that the customer is getting what they want. Yeah, there's been a huge learning curve uh, for sure. I know I've worn my fair share in this last year of some really bad, badly designed, badly manufactured uh, mask. And and it really does make a difference when something's going to be on your face like that for a long period of time. And again, just going back to just the general quality of everything from a, from how a t-shirt feels and, and how the... Uh, how the artwork, uh, you know, relays a message is so important. And that's why I think it's really important that, again, we support our union uh, brothers and sisters. If I could add, um, and this is true of all the products, and certainly with the mass, it became a very important thing, is that 
you know, obviously quality is important, but people like different things. Um, you know, if I send a, a, a baseball hat out to some guy in New York City and I send another baseball hat out to Minnesota, they may hate them, even though they're two of the most popular caps I sell. They send them back, I switch it and, and send the other cap to the other guy and the other cap to the other guy, and they love them. So, but those samples are what was important so that I end up having somebody hold, you know, wear it, touch it, feel it use it and know that it's what they want. So that's one thing we do at the Doolittle company is we provide samples. You know, if you're not sure it's the sweatshirt that you want, you know, if I'm not sure it's the sweatshirt you want, I mean, there's times when customers don't ask for a sample, but I say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to send you out. I, it sounds like you might be looking for something a little different. So I just want to make sure this is the right sweatshirt for you. And I'll send you out a sample. Um, it, you know, we're not going to charge you for those samples. A lot of them, especially if it's a expensive item, we're going to ask you to send it back so we can send them to the next person, but we're not going to charge you for that. And that's one way, you know, you'll know that it's exactly what you're looking for. That sounds like a great strategy for long-term customer satisfaction. Absolutely. Well, Greg, this has been a fantastic conversation. Where can our listeners go find out more about the Frank Doolittle Company? Well, uh, our website is pretty simple. It's frankdoolittle.com. We can also call us at 1-800-621-7633. And you can reach me personally. My email is pretty easy. It's my my first name, last initial. So Greg M at frankdoolittle.com. Greg Musker, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. I guess today has been Greg Musiker from the Frank Doolittle Company. To learn more about their high-quality union-made merchandise, be sure to visit their website or look for the hyperlink in the show notes for this episode. If you know someone you think may get something out of the show, be sure to share it with them. And if you haven't already done so, please take a moment to rate and review Grit Northwest and Apple Podcasts. It's easy to do and really does make a difference in helping others find the show. Well, that's it for now. As always, thanks for listening. And until next time, this is Joe Cadwell reminding you to work safe, work smart, and stay union strong.